Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney WTF, brought to you by The Walt Daily. And this is episode 40, and we're a Disney couple. One of us is a Disney fanatic, and one of us is not. But somehow, we've made a way to make this relationship work. Yeah. Has anyone noticed anything different? You did say presented by The Walt Daily. Yes, I did. Richie, what does that mean? Well, The Walt Daily is our new uh, brand, branded name for all the media that we're putting out. I like it. So the Disney WTF podcast is still the Disney WTF podcast, but our Alexa briefings, Instagram, all the Twitter, all other media that comes out, your medium articles, it's all going to be under the Walt Daily. Soon. You'll be able to visit the WaltDaily.com and everything. Yeah. I'm excited. It's going to be great. Eventually we'll. It's going to be great. Time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> Soon. How, how's it going? I'm, I'm okay. I got my coffee. Good. Very good. Out of my Tokyo cup. I need you to have energy for this because it's going to be a lot of me talking to you about Disney. Okay. Let's and I'm pretty good at that. About listening to what <laughs> yeah, I say. Yeah. <laughs> Although I can't get over something today that happened. Mm-hmm. So not that I expect anything from this, but I was, I was listening to a podcast mm-hmm. that our, our friend Bianca, who presented her lovely Disneyland Paris trip report, she, ter- she told me about this podcast called Disney Coast to Coast, and they did an episode about the Full House episode at Walt Disney World. Hmm. And I couldn't get over the fact that John Stamos, who is Uncle Jesse in Full House, he is a Disney lover. He's okay. like me. He's not like you. <laughs> he loves Disney. And I think he even proposed to his girlfriend at Disney. Really? I think I don't know. Did you I'm not just 100%. learn this? Well, I don't know about that. Yeah. Like, if that if that like, I always knew he was a Disney lover. Okay. And the one time I saw John Stamos in person was at Rosen Crown Pub in England in the UK Pavilion at Epcot. Okay. Like ten years ago, I tweeted John Stamos today saying that if he is the he, he is the coolest guy, and if he's a Disney lover, then we are all validated. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He has not tweeted me back. Okay, well, yet. <laughs> yeah, right. He's not tuned you back yet. But anyways, so. that's just that's just been going through my head today. That's cool. all. All right, well, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Well, I mean, we kind of went into headlines, kind of. That's kind of a headline, no? No. Okay, headlines. <laughs> okay, so first headline. Okay. Minivans are now available at Pop Century Resort. Nice. Which up until now, they've only really been at Deluxe Resort, so the Boardwalk Area Resort. Rich people. Well, Jerks. well, <laughs> I, I disagree with you on that just because a lot of people, their dream is to stay at those deluxe resorts and yeah. they save, you know, up to stay at them. So regular people can rich, stay at them. Rich in experience. There you go. Yeah. In Disney experience. Yeah, exactly. So they were available at the Boardwalk Resorts, the Monorail Resorts, and now it is available at Pop Century, which is super exciting because mm-hmm. there's nothing like... And because we experienced it when they were rolling it out and they were just giving out rides for free to kind of promote it. Riding in a minivan is like riding in a Disney limo. Hmm. It is like deluxe accommodations for your transport, I would say. Yeah. I will say, though, what I think they need to do is I, I don't know if they've done it yet, but the only theming inside of there that I've seen so far has been the cast member. I feel like they need to up that a little bit. And the reason why I say this also is because like, Mini like riding in a minivan is almost like when like you get like something new for your car like new rims or something. Okay. Where oh, it's gosh. like like 
new rims are great, but it's only awesome if you're outside looking at it, you know, or you're looking at someone else's. So if you're riding on your new rims, it's just like meh, whatever. Yeah, because you can't see it while you're in the car, you know. But, but it's the same as like driving a new car. It's like you can't see it because you're inside of it. Yeah, but, but you experience. have all the features inside uh. and like stuff. And like, I just think that they need to do a, a better job somehow of theming the inside though also. So they need to plus it. Yeah, like maybe seat covers, like put, which is good because you're protecting the seats. And then, you know, it's also could be like themed. But it would cover the leather interior. Or just like maybe the little headrests, like turn that into like Disney something. Maybe you know, they it's changed a simple, it. I don't know. It's just a simple thing that you can be like, oh, they got mini headrests. Maybe they changed it since we wrote in it. Doubt I don't it. know. Doubt it. They don't have marketing geniuses there like me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's what it is. Yep. <laughs> Well, but anyways, so they now if you're at Pop Century, you can request a minivan to your hotel. Minus the headrests. Minus the, the theming that Richie so <laughs> so needs. Yeah. Okay, next headline. The Tron Light Cycle Power Run, which is the newest roller coaster that's going to be coming to Magic Kingdom, mm -hmm. is going to be opening in 2021. Just in time for Magic Kingdom's 50th anniversary. Wow, that's far away. That's what Michelle said. Our, Michelle, our sister-in-law. Yeah. But I disagree. I feel like we are already so far into 2018 and it just flew by. I think that it is going to be here before you know it. Yeah. And if anything, you know what I think we should do? We should camp out. Yeah. Because I feel like the 50th anniversary for Magic Kingdom is going to be such a big deal. We should camp out six months ahead of time. What if you have, by that time, like a two-year-old? Oh my goodness, we're crying. <laughs> Richie, like, I. First of, all, like, first of all, this is. For the listeners, we have not discussed this. It's possible. It's so far out. Yeah, it's possible. In, in nine months, I could have a, a newborn. Like, I know. yeah, anything possible. Which means possible. your kid would be three at that time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, then they're going to. They're just going to have to stay in the child swap <laughs> while I go ride Tron because I'm going to be riding Tron when it, when it opens. Like, I don't want Tron to be like Flight of Passage where it's open for like almost a year. And I haven't ridden it yet. Yeah. I want to ride Tron ASAP. when it opens. A sap, yes. A sap. A sap. Gotcha. So, but anyways. With or without your two-year-old. <laughs> you know what? You you can be watching. You can be watching them. Okay. <laughs> you just stay in the parking lot with our children, our imaginary children. The twins. The twins. When did that happen? All right. You know, let's go. I said, you said no. Them. I well, did I? Yeah, you said well. Them. Anywho, you never know. So, so that's going to be opening in 2021. Um, it's going to be super duper exciting. I think that this edition is really going to revitalize and refresh all the rides in Magic Kingdom, like just adding to it. Mm -hmm. So, although I did read an interesting article that said as a new ride or attraction opens, like a big attraction in a park, for some reason, instead of dispersing crowds a little bit more, all the crowd levels increase, like in terms of wait times and lines amongst all the other rides. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I, I don't know. I haven't seen the math, but I believe the numbers. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, okay. Last headline and this one I saved for last because I think it's going to be really, really special for you. Okay, cool. I'm excited. There's a rumor that Tokyo Disney Resort is going to be, you know how we talked about a few weeks ago that it's going to be expanding by billions of dollars? Mm -hmm. Well, 
the rumor is that it's going to be adding a brand new park oh, wow. to Tokyo Disney. That's not the biggest thing about it. Okay. The rumor is that it will be called Tokyo Disney Sky. Hmm. Why is this big? They already have Tokyo Disneyland, Tokyo Disney Sea, and then they're going to have Tokyo Disney Sky. Land, sea, and sky. How cool is that? I better be able to fly in something. Well, and here's, here's what they're going to be. The, this is all rumor, of course. Like I just read this on, on, on a Disney news blog mm-hmm. that the featured areas are most likely going to be Avatar, which is definitely flying themed, Flight of Passage, you know, mm-hmm. and Star Wars, set in space, flying, of course. Yeah. So you probably will be able to have some flight experiences at, cool. at that new that park. Quite clever. Indeed. Yeah. Leave it to leave it to Tokyo J- Disney Resort. The Japanese people. Man, of course they're gonna do it. Yeah. Of course. It. Man, I support it though. Why didn't we not see that coming? We are we are just not that in tune, apparently. I don't know. I feel like it's we should have. Land, sea, and sky. It's wonderful. It's like Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> do you even know <laughs> what Earth, Wind, and Fire are? No, they're a group. Oh, okay. Do you know what they sing? Music. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you are clearly in the know. Yep. Let's move on. Okay. Let's move on to today's episode. It's 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 gonna be a fun episode because it's a it's a trip report, but it's a trip report that Richie did not experience at all. Yep. So this was kind of like a solo trip, but not really because I did meet up with my brother and um, his wife when I went, and it's going to be Richie hearing it for the first time. My experience in my day. Yeah. So, listeners, I'm with you on this one. About, like, wondering why. Why'd you do that? Being on the other side of the trip report. There you go. All right. Let's do it. All right. So, my drive. I drove up alone in the wee hours of the morning. (laughs) As always. (laughs) As always. And you would think that, like, driving up when it's dark outside and it's early is, is like, why would you want to do that? Just because it's going to like drag on, but it doesn't because you know, you're going to Disney. So I just, I was super excited the whole way up mm-hmm. and it didn't even matter. And the reason why I left so early though, was because I wanted to be at Epcot for rope drop. So the whole purpose of this trip was so that I could go to festival of the arts at Epcot this year, because I was very, very worried that I wasn't going to be able to experience it. Um, since uh, Richie didn't have time in his schedule to to go with me, but luckily, I'm busy. I know, but luckily, <laughs> our family in Orlando did have time for me yeah. <laughs> to join me on this trip. So, when I arrived to the 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 Disney area, the resort area, the it was like seven thirty in the morning because I left <laughs> so early. Because oh I left, I left Miami at like four thirty in the morning. Because I really, really wanted to make it for rope drop, and no one else on the road. Pending any disasters happening, yeah. So, wow. like, here's the thing though: the the actual parking lot for Epcot doesn't really open that early, so I couldn't even really go to the Epcot parking lot. So I actually ended up parking just outside the boardwalk area in Fantasia Gardens parking lot, mm-hmm. which we have parked there before. Yeah, I remember. So technically, that was when we did a scavenger hunt, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That was fun. Technically, 
or you know you shouldn't really park there and go elsewhere unless you're planning on golfing but I mean you have to understand I was in a desperate situation I couldn't just drive around for a half hour while Ep- I was waiting for Epcot parking lot to open yeah. I wanted to get there and get in get into it so anyways so I parked at the Epcot or I'm sorry at the Fantasia Gardens parking lot I walked into the boardwalk and at that early in the boardwalk is fairly deserted and what you'll encounter is some other early risers, some joggers, so boardwalk joggers. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, pretty secluded. Very, very peaceful, though. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a peaceful walk from the boardwalk to Epcot. So that walk is probably about a half, maybe a half mile, a little bit less, probably. So did you know that you could walk from the boardwalk to, the, to Epcot? Yeah, didn't we do that on the scavenger hunt? Okay, I wasn't sure if we did or not. Yeah, okay. yeah, we did. All right. So what you walk into is the International Gateway. Mm-hmm. And now what you see at the International Gateway is actually go- is construction for the, the Gondola Skyway, which is pretty cool to see. Um, but also that early, they do not let you in, obviously, to the park because the park doesn't even open yeah. until 9. What did the construction look like? It was walled up. Oh, so you can see anything? You no. Know it was there? Yeah. Was there signs for it? There were signs for it. Really? You so did you take pictures? Yeah, I did. Oh, I can see those. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I haven't revealed anything to yeah. you. So there, when I walked to the International Gateway, the only thing that they were doing, they were allowing people who had breakfast reservations inside of the Epcot Park to go in early, mm-hmm. which that's a great tip. If you wanted to get in line for rides a little bit earlier, if you wanted to take pictures of the park when it's mostly deserted, you can book a breakfast reservation inside both a par- all, ca- all pi- parks practically. Yeah, all the parks. So Epcot, you can book a breakfast reservation <laughs> and and you can get get in there early when it's practically deserted. Really? And the only people that they would allow in are other people with dining reservations. What's the earliest you can do that? I think the earliest reservation is 7 something, maybe we like 7:15. We can get some cool pictures in there. Yeah, we okay. should. It, it it's a princess character dining experience. Nice. So it's <laughs> only princesses that come in and out? Is that what it is? You can meet princesses. Oh, okay. Yeah, at your at your breakfast experience. Interesting. I was trying to think, the other meet and greets, the character meet and greets, were there princesses there? No, because each character dining experience is going to kind of have like a, like certain characters that you're going to meet, so you know that ahead of time. Mm. So like Chef Mickey's, you already know that you're going to be meeting the Fab Five, like Mickey, Minnie, Donald, you know, yeah, the group. And whereas like at a, there's another character breakfast experience on the boardwalk where you can meet Rapunzel, Flynn Rider from, from Tangled. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder, like, what's, what's in the highest demand? I think Chef Mickey's might be in the highest demand. Mm. It's it's definitely one of the popular ones. Makes sense in the name itself. Yeah. So <laughs> I, can, I can see that. All right. Well, anyways, let's press on. Mm-hmm. So I'm in... What happened was there was a line to get just into security because the way the order works is security ticket gate rope drop mm. so to get into security there was a line forming because they wouldn't even let you through security obviously yeah. and then once you get past the ticket that's when you line up for rope drop just beyond the ticket gates 
And this one had an actual rope. It's a, literally a rope. Yeah. The best part but about- But do they drop it like a mic? Cause that would be dope. No, they roll it up like a like a cord. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so it would just be funny, it's like- Drop sh- yeah, and then and run. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I held up my hands with a rope visually for people that are listening. <laughs> and I dropped it like if I had two mics in my hand, like that's what happened. Well, anyways, yes, that's, that's what you did. <laughs> so, so the best part about waiting for rope drop though, I mean, it's awesome just kind of being there alone and just being immersed in other people's experiences, listening to how they're planning their day and things like that. But then the cast member who's manning the rope, as she rolls up the rope, she tells the people in the very front, okay, I'm just going to roll it up. Don't go anywhere, basically. <laughs> and and she says, I have three rules, and they all involve not running yeah. through the park. So, I mean, ah, oh, gosh, I wish I would have like wrote them down because they were brilliant. <laughs> it was all like saying the same thing, just it, differently. Yes, exactly. About not running. Yeah. That's funny. I think like one of the things that she was most exciting about or most excited about was saying, I'm most excited about telling you all not to run. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and what did people do? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what? As we as we break away from the rope air the rope drop area, mm-hmm. people were not running. They were walking super briskly and eventually they did start to do a light jog. Wow. And I would hear people like dads telling their sons, like, don't worry, son, we're not this is not running, this is jogging. Yeah. They didn't say not to jog. <laughs> and they're like jogging through the park. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> So anyways, so as we're making our way past the rope drop area, and I'm, I'm walking briskly, I'm a fast walker just generally, I'm going to Frozen. This is where I encounter my next line. Wait, real quick. I just imagine, like, like and briefly in my head, like, someone, like, you know, um, what's the Olympic, like, uh, the Olympic thing where they walk really fast? Oh, oh. What is it called? Is oh, it power walking or something? It's like, it's, it's not power walking. What is speed it called? Walking. Speed walking. Yeah. Or wait, is that what it's called? I don't know. Anyway, the, okay. that Olympic sport where you're speed walking. I just imagine like seeing like someone like training for it and someone's like, oh, are you training for like Olympics? Nope. Rope drop training. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like going. Yeah. Anyways. So yeah. So I was Olympic training my way. Rope drop training. I'm sorry. Yes. Towards Frozen where there was yet another line because Frozen wasn't open yet. And the speed in which a queue forms outside of Frozen is pretty amazing. Yeah. I don't regret waiting in line for Frozen for it to open, like doing that as my first attraction because I've only ever ridden it actually once um, just because the lines are always so long and it, it, it cuts into a big portion of your day. So I figured this would be the best time to do it again. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I, I wish a little bit that I would have done Test Track. Do people scream, let it go at some point like in the, in the ride? People don't scream it, but Elsa sings it. But no one like screams it with with her. No, no. I didn't hear any of That's that. What I can imagine the whole time. I don't think it's screaming though. I think it's singing. Singing <laughs> Same along. Thing. Like just saying it loudly. Well, no, I should have done that. Mm-hmm. Regrets, okay. but so so I rode Frozen, and I actually got a chance to go through the queue of Frozen because the one other time I did ride it, it was just very very quick and you don't really get to go through the queue. And the queue is just a wonderful depiction of Arendelle, and you get to go through Oaken's Tokens, which is the guy who's like, woohoo, big summer blowout. And you <laughs> okay. see him like in a sauna, and like it's a computer, it's like an animated image of him like looking through the window of a sauna, and he's like, oh, you're going to see Elsa. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. It's really, really awesome. Yeah. It's so detailed, and you just never notice that unless you wait in the queue which is what people try to avoid, but at the same time, like the cues are so, yeah. 
the cues are so detailed yeah. that it's like one of those things that you just want to do. Yeah. So, but anyways, so after I rode Frozen, I went to um, Kringla Bakery, which is the bakery that's located in the Norway Pavilion, and I got something called school bread, and it's like a like a yeast bun that has custard and like coconut on top. Mm-hmm. So good. You know why they call it school bread? Why? Because in Norway, it's typically what's packed for school lunches. Mm. Delicious. Solid. Yes. Nice. So, so delicious. Um, and so I just kind of sat there, ate my, ate my school bread, and just enjoyed, like, being there. Yeah. And so after that, I was waiting on Matthew and Michelle to arrive, because they weren't going to be arriving until probably about mid-morning. Um... So while I was waiting for them, I just kind of walked around the park and took in the sights of Spaceship Earth. I didn't actually write anything else. Um, most of what this trip was to enjoy Festival of the Arts, obviously, yeah. and to really kind of soak it in and soak in the atmosphere of Epcot, less so than riding rides. Yeah. Um, so technically, actually, Frozen was the only ride I did ride. Yeah, because it sounds so far like a normal Disney trip. Yeah. <laughs> I did rope drop. I yeah, rode Frozen. I <laughs> yeah. So, so then I met up with Matthew and Michelle and we went right to the Odyssey, which is one of the, which is technically like a pavilion, um, in future world, but it's more used as like an event space. Mm-hmm. And what they had there was they featured poster art from Disney rides which are super cool. And it wasn't just poster art of Disney rides from the Orlando um, parks, but it was like from all over the world. Yeah. So for instance, you got to see like uh, what Space Mountain, what the poster art looks like for Tokyo Disney, mm-hmm. what it looks like for Disneyland in California. You gotta put like a picture up. Magic Kingdom. And so they were also doing like tutorials mm-hmm. of draw like doing art inside the odyssey because there was actually people there drawing yes oh my gosh what i forgot to mention was that the festival of the arts the whole point of it is to celebrate culinary visual and performing arts Mm -hmm. and so that's basically what you're going to find like around the whole park so the there was definitely like a huge visual arts component inside the odyssey so what we saw like we we had to be very quiet because they were doing a tutorial of how to draw like do drawings of what this artist would would famously do and unfortunately i didn't get the name of the artist but they were doing a tutorial on how to draw in their style and the funniest thing happened because he was like okay guys so how how are we doing down there oh i see you guys are kind of behind okay i'll slow down (laughs) (laughs) So, but it's cool because it's super interactive and you can learn a lot. A lot of these types of tutorials, you actually do have to do like an extra like payment for mm-hmm. to be a part of, but some of them you don't. Okay. So, but anyways, another part of the Festival of the Arts that I really, really enjoy is the paint by number. And do you remember what paint by number is just in general, like what it is? No. So you literally have like colors that are assigned to a number. Okay. And once the number, like you, and then you have like a picture where a little square is dead, is, is, is marked with a number. 
signifying what color it's supposed to be. So at Epcot, what you do is you get a little cup and a little spongy paintbrush, and then you look on the bottom of the cup and it says like number six. Mm -hmm. And I got a, like a number six and it's blue. So I find number sixes and then I paint wherever there's a number six with my color. Oh, cool. And then at the end of the day, all these colors have just amassed into a beautiful painting that mm -hmm. everybody in the park has contributed to. Does it happen daily? It happens every day. A new picture? Or is it the same picture? Different pictures, but they do repeat. Okay. So... You know what yours was? I do know what ours was. Okay. Ours was a, a painting of the monorail. Monorail oh, red. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, my. And it was like... I mean, it is huge. I would yeah. say it's probably like, like maybe 50 feet long. Yeah. Like, it's a huge painting that you contribute to. You have so much to show me. I know, I do, <laughs> <laughs> and so well, I've been, I've been, I've been holding it back because yeah. I didn't, I wanted you to be surprised. Yeah, that's cool though. And then another one that they do is figment. So they did um, figment, who was like the mm -hmm. the, the mascot of yeah. the of the festival, the mascot of imagination, really. So they do one with him as well, and it's just. It's a really, really fun experience, mm -hmm. sponsored by Glidden, which is probably how they can make it for free. <laughs> it would be cool if they only did the Monroe one on Mondays. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> if only, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that was probably one of my, my favorite experiences there. Um, as you walk around World Showcase especially, not even World Showcase especially, but as you walk around Epcot as a whole, you get to experience, you just walk past like booths of amazing art of all these different depictions of Disney characters, of Disney properties, especially Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars is obviously a huge thing mm -hmm. in the Disney community. You see so much art that's devoted to Star Wars that it, it makes you like want to get more art. Focus yeah. solely on Disney. Yeah. Oh, I'm kind of jealous. Yeah. And so, oh my gosh, one of, one of the ones that like, one of my favorite ones was, it was of a certain park, let's say, this is just an example. Mm -hmm. Like, so they would have the icon, Spaceship Earth in the middle, and then around it would be surrounding characters or characters dressed in the way they would dress for meet and greets at Epcot. Like just very like, um, very graphic design, very awesome. Yeah. I should have, I, you know what? I just need to go with like a, a full checkbook and ready to go, right? Yeah. If only. One day. One day. So you continue walking around World Showcase and you, you see, sometimes you do see repeats of, of the same artists, but um, you actually get to meet some of the artists as well, mm -hmm. like depending on the booth. And there are several times that you go to a booth and you see the actual artist doing something brand new. They're literally painting something right in front of you for you to see. Yeah. It's it's the craziest experience that, you know, because you see somebody, it's hard to be next to somebody who's so talented and you're just like, wow, like I'm stunned at how much like natural talent you have and you get to create these awesome things that people want to take home with them and hang in their wall or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Another thing that you get to do is experience, like I said, the performing arts. So what they had was Broadway stars performing Disney songs. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't get to see like a whole performance, unfortunately, 
because I walked in like one halfway through. <laughs> but they're literally singing Disney songs from Disney classics like The Lion King, Tarzan, Aladdin, all these great songs that you know all the words to, but they're singing it like really well because they're Broadway performers, so yeah. obviously they can. And so that's like adjacent, that's in the American Gardens Theater adjacent to the America Pavilion. And another thing that you can find at the American Pavilion is a pass holder gift. Mm -hmm. The pass holder gift this year was a beautiful watercolor print of Belle. Oh, cool. And it's amazing. It's totally frameable, which I, I hope that if you are a pass holder and you did go to Epcot that you can make sure you get it. Because yeah. if you don't, you're missing out on a, on a beautiful item that you can collect. Um, yeah, it's just wonderful. And I'm surprised because like usually, I don't want to say the gifts that they give pass holders are cheesy, but they're not like beautiful. Mm-hmm. And this particular little artwork is beautiful really yeah ah hmm. oh, it's amazing well. so anyways let's move on here's the food i tried i didn't <laughs> try that much i wanted to i had more planned but it didn't all work out so from the masterpiece kitchen i got the wild mushroom risotto which was awesome which required risotto is like rice okay okay where's this place it's in epcot yeah, I know. <laughs> but we're in Epcot. So the Masterpiece Kitchen is, as you walk through, as you walk into the Canada Pavilion, it's kind of like going to be on that walkway, like as you enter towards the Canada Pavilion. Okay. Masterpiece Kitchen. And you, yeah, that's what it is. Okay. So I tried the mild mushroom risotto there, and it was amazing. So good. I, I, I tried it last year, too, and I had to get it again. And then in the Morocco Pavilion, which I was so excited about. I really wanted to love this. I had a hummus trifle, but it was weird. It had, like, hummus and some, some tomatoes, tzatziki. But on top of it, it had beef, like okay. warm beef, but it... And it it was weird. I don't know what it was about it. Like maybe the flavors just weren't there. It wasn't really served with enough pita chips. It, it, I don't know. All kinds of problems. I know. <laughs> I, I was a little disappointed at that. But what I did have from the Morocco Pavilion that I wanted to try, which was delicious, was the chabakia, which is like fried dough that's sprinkled with sesame seeds and honey. <laughs> mm. That was really, really delicious. And another thing that I had, just kidding, I wanted to have was the pork roulade from the artist's table, which is located inside the American Adventure Pavilion. Yeah. They told me I had to wait like 15 minutes for it because they didn't have any ready. So I was like, no. Oh. Probably been fresh. But you know what? opportunity. I know. Now I feel like I should have waited. But it was like, <laughs> it was, was going to be like a pork roulade with purple potatoes and a butternut squash puree. It just sounded d- delicious. Yeah. But unfortunately, I did not wait for it. I don't know. I'm upset about that. You'll be all right. I'll have it next year, I suppose. Yeah. You'll be all right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your support. <laughs> so, yeah. That's pretty much what the Festival of the Arts is. Other things that we did, we watched a lot of movies in, in the World Showcase. So we watched Impressions de France. We watched Reflections of, Reflections of China, which is mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Um, a lot of the day was just enjoying and soaking in the Disney magic. Yeah. Like it wasn't necessarily about getting from this ride to that ride or watching this movie or making sure we go here or there. It's just like kind of walking around leisurely and enjoying a relaxing day, you know? Mm. Um, We did have 
uh, sake from Japan, and the person who served us at the sake bar was from Osaka. Oh, nice. I told her, we've been to Osaka. And she's all she said was like, thank you so much. Like, she was so nice. Yeah. As always. I know, so Japanese. They're so yeah. nice. I can't... Ugh. The nicest people. They're so ugh, so ridiculously nice. I can't get it. Um, and another highlight of my trip was at the Leva Legacy Walls, which is when you first enter the park from the main entrance, as you're going on the approach to Spaceship Earth, on the right and left side, you see those big slabs of granite, mm-hmm. and they have little pictures on them. We found in sync. Okay. So we found the whole crew, all five band members of InSync, on the Leva Legacy Wall. Oh, cool. Their faces were just there. Like, like the uh, what's that monument called? The oh, like Stone? Um, not Stonehenge. Oh my God! Don't tell me! Don't tell me! Oh my gosh! Don't Too much judge Disney me. Disney knowledge huh? that you have. All that, all your school knowledge was left behind. I know. Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Mount it's Mount Rushmore. Rushmore. Oh go. my gosh. <laughs> it's because you started to insult me. <laughs> I will get this memory back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So it was like that? It was like Mount Rushmore, but Disney and in sync. Cool. You could say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they weren't carved. They were like printed, mm-hmm. like, like laser printed or yeah. something. So that was another highlight of my day. Um, after after um, I parted ways with Michelle and Matthew, I just kind of walked around again, like just enjoying taking in the sights. I did see the British British Revolution, which is the live band that performs in the UK Pavilion. Mm-hmm. I was hoping to hear an Oasis song, which is a, a, a British band, but they did not play any Oasis songs. But they're great nonetheless. So it's just fun to see some live music and in Disney parks as always. Yeah, and then. I left. I left before Illuminations because I was I was getting a little tired. I mean, I was up since like 3.30 in the morning, so I was a little tired by like 8 o'clock. Um, and I left via the boardwalk, which fun things happen at the boardwalk. Like, there was a live performer on the boardwalk. On the boardwalk lawn just behind the, the resort, there was an inflatable um, movie screen, and they were showing cars. Oh, cool. On, on the lawn and there was a ton of families just like camped out like watching watching the movie kids walking around running mm-hmm. around yeah i mean it was it's just a fun sight to see that there's so much more to do outside the parks than just you know enjoying the parks mm-hmm. or whatever so then i left and as i drove away i was a little bit sad because it was just one full day spent at the park and yeah i want to go back should we go tomorrow no we can. We have the day off. I'm good. Okay. Got stuff to do. <laughs> what did you think of my trip? It was cool. I liked it. It's cool learning about. I don't think I've, or at least I can't remember. I don't think I've been to the festival yard, so it was a cool uh, preview, I guess, to what goes down there. Yeah, because last year I also went by myself. Well, yeah. and I met up with Matt and Michelle again last yeah. year. So maybe you should just do that every year. That'll be our tradition. Is like <laughs> I go alone. I never go. <laughs> that you never go. Never make it. No, I'm going next year, I guess. Yeah, right. You're gonna forget this. Day. I'm gonna remember. Bring up episode forty. You said you would go, but anyways, it was it was a great time, and just reminiscing about it brings me a little bit of excitement and Disney magic in my in my tiny little heart. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Disney. You love it. Yeah, I love you. That's it. 
<laughs> well, eventually you'll love Disney too. Yeah. No, Disney's cool. Speaking of children, Disney's like my child. <laughs> that's all I got, Ricard. Thank you for listening. Cool. Well, I hope everyone that's tuning in is one way or another subscribed, leaving some comments, leaving us a rating. Let us know what you think. Uh, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Add us to your Alexa briefing. We're also on anchor.fm. Just go to the website, www.anchor.fm. And, uh, yep, subscribe on YouTube. Check us out. All our videos are posted on our Facebook page. Uh, so if you want to see, you know, the action at, at our studio, at Sunroom Studios, you can take <laughs> so a look. So much action. At, uh, <laughs> you can take a look at our our, uh, our Disney, what are these things called? Souvenirs. Paraphernalia. Our Disney. Uh, setup. Setup. There you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Thank you, everyone, as always, so much for listening. I really, really hope you enjoy it. We really hope you enjoy it. And we hope you have a really, really magical day wherever you are. Goodbye.